It was a Sunday afternoon to forget for Hawks fans, the team producing a shocking first half against North Melbourne at Etihad Stadium. And though Hawthorne did well to claw its way back and make North fans a little bit nervous, it ultimately wasn't enough, with 28 points the deficit at the final siren. So what went wrong? Did anything go right? How did I handle losing to the so-called shinbones? We've got plenty to unpack this episode, so let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and sitting across from me is a man that misses the good old days of AFLX, back when we had fun at Etihad Stadium, Tiz. G'day. Actually, I only just thought of it just then. Yeah. Uh, shinbones, Sicily, mm. just check him. <laughs> I think he qualifies after this week. <laughs> Is he an idiot? What's wrong with the boy? Why are you asking me that question when the answer's in plain sight? Go on. You thought he was going to get three weeks, though. You thought it was far worse. Than oh, because when it comes to uh, the, um, the umpires, Michael Christian, I'm a pessimist this year, Tiz. I don't, like, it's ridiculous. I thought, fine. You know, Zerha, what, do you get $1,500 fine for deliberately trying to injure an opponent? That Yeah, that was outrageous by comparison. And then we have uh, little two-step, James Two-Step Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the more flattering things you could say about him this week, because as far as the media is concerned, yeah. he bloody stomps the guy into oblivion, I have six seen, feet under the ground. I have seen Australian ballet performers <laughs> land more heavily than that. <laughs> uh, no one cared, though. You, you could watch the vision through over and over again, and the people bringing you the vision say, you know, Channel 7, Fox Foot, it wouldn't matter who it was. They're like, no, it was a stomp. I felt like I was going crazy. Like, n- people don't distinguish between a footstep and a stomp anymore. Like, exactly. Just... Absolutely no respect for that musical at all. <laughs> Look, it's a brain fade. The bloke's an idiot. Well, I mean, you don't gain anything from that. No. At all. No. Uh, and it was calculated. That, that was one of the things that came up in the tribunal hearing. Um, that Sicily uh, was seen to look around where the umpire was. So he knew what he was doing and that it was wrong. So, as far as a brain snap goes, it was a bit of a heat of the moment thing, sure. But he knew that he was being dumb, basically. But he still did it, and he deserves what he gets, which is one week. He basically took the brunt for what Tom Mitchell did. Yeah. to my mind, Tom Mitchell's was worse. I thought Tom Mitchell's was worse, yeah. And (laughs) he gets away. So, but he's still in line for for the Brownlow. He is, thank God. And uh, thank God we get Sicily back for the Essendon game. Because uh, that's going to be big. I really want to beat those guys. I perhaps invest more in that win more than this week, which I, I know saw, is wrong. I saw you called out for that on Twitter. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I really want to win next week. And he's like, no, stuff it. We can lose to St Kilda, whatever. No. Who cares? I want to beat Essendon. That's the big one. Well, and it is. I, I, well, I would rather is. beat Essendon than win on the weekend. Yeah, same. But um, I still think this weekend against St Kilda is, impor- is important. We need to bank this win. I think for the, for the sake of our season... We just need to bank as much as we can in this early half, I guess. But anyway, um, I guess while we're talking about uh, incidents that happened on the weekend, what about Burton? What did you make of that? Incidental. Accidental. So you didn't tap into uh, quite the same level of hysteria as one Mark Robinson? Do I ever? No. (laughs) Well, we never. I mean, I'm a little hungover today, but... (laughs) So, are you saying... Still not hysterical. Are you saying you're qualified to host AFL 360, (laughs) is that... (laughs) You'll get us in trouble. (laughs) Because Jared listens. (laughs) Oh, does he? And uh, I'm fine with him. He'll take umbrage of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look out. (laughs) No, I mean, Robinson was um, ridiculous about it. He went hard at Burton, but at least he was even-handed with Joel. Oh, right. Was yeah, he? You know, because Joel hadn't done anything wrong. St. Joel. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he got off. So, you know, all's right with the world again, and we can move on. <laughs> I love with the Burton thing how people were calling for a suspension uh, because it was head-high contact. Yeah, with Burton. Yeah. It was Burton's head. Yes. Oh, nah. He, he deliberately went the bump and almost um, concussed himself. But definitely worth a suspension. That that doesn't make any sense in my no, mind. But Nick, Nick, he chose to bump, mate. <laughs> he chose to bump. But this is the ridiculousness of it because it's he chose to bump clearly at his own risk. He almost knocked himself out <laughs> by doing it. How can it possibly be a suspension if both players almost come off? But the, the head worst? is sacrosanct. Which is yeah. <laughs> which is like the longest word you'll hear in any commentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
anyway. It could have been a lot worse. He'll be playing for Box Hill anyway. Let's let's put that out <laughs> well, there. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, before we actually get into the game, the recap of it, unfortunately, that's something we just have to do. Before we get stuck in, I just want to say rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. 64 ratings, tears. It's climbing once again. Do we need any more, Nick? Is that enough? <laughs> no. When, we... was it, when is it enough? <laughs> well, it's like premierships, mate. It's like we've won quite a few of those. Yeah. Hawthorne's done pretty well, but... I could go a few more, especially by 2050. When When is there enough anecdotes about Jack Higgins putting all his eggs in one basket? I ask you. Oh, someone watched the game last night. Oh, oh, I no. did, briefly. I watched the first quarter, mm. and then I realised that the most entertaining part was the critique I was running on the commentary. Yeah, that's right. Because the game itself wasn't anything special. Part, part of that, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, if that's the best, Richmond, if that's the best... Maybe I don't want to be the best. <laughs> They're not... They somehow get the job done, don't they? They're they not do. that good. But that's, they are. But that's what's annoying about it. It's it's the state <laughs> of the game. I guess it is, yeah. Who'd have known that if you work hard and try and win the ball, you possibly win games? Now, we turned up to Eddie Head Stadium. Yeah, I was going to say, we're trying to put off this recap as long as possible. No, no. And uh, I think it's a good lead-in, looking at how... Richmond are going about it and how he didn't cope with that. And the mm. 13 points or whatever, it was about that, that we yep, lost 13 points, yeah. was totally flattering. It was, yeah. As was the margin <laughs> against North. Yeah, that's Let's right. It, they lo- lost two players mm. and then all of a sudden we, we looked threatening and then in the final quarter we still couldn't hit an inside 50 target. Yeah, didn't take our opportunities. North Melbourne 98 defeated Hawthorne 70 and... Uh, didn't Twitter light up about this one. At Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head. Uh, we officially notched up 800 followers, so thanks very much to everyone. And I did a bit of a call out, right? Yeah. And people retweeted it, and I think it was really great. So we thanks got quite to all a our community fans. going. This is what we wanted when we started. Yeah, Even that's when right. When we started, we were like, oh, this could be shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're following 250 people, and we got five following us. This is good. <laughs> this is this is going to get good. Yep, I can see this happening. But the great thing about the community that we've got uh, at the moment is it enriches the wins and it also softens the blow of a bad loss. And I felt that was the case on this occasion. It was, mate. It was not it great makes to it sit fun through. either way. That's the trick in following <laughs> AFL. You got to find fun in the losses and you got to find fun. In the success. Yeah. I guess you can't lose your sense of humour, even though it was pretty tough going in that first quarter. and Indeed, the second quarter was pretty bad too. Well, I was in the front row watching our defence, or lack of, Hmm. and they did some amazing things, North Melbourne. They did this... I mean, it's a very basic tactic, but Hmm. basically Brown or Waite would run under the ball and take two (laughs) Hawthorne defenders with them, leaving either Brown or Waite at the back... To take an easy mark. Yeah, it happened a few times. It didn't just happen a few times. It happened in numerous times <laughs> okay. throughout the whole match. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it didn't even come off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the play happened and Hawthorne did not like it's like watching infants trying yeah. to work out what they were doing. Well, I reckon it And was Brown couldn't miss. No, but but he's a good player. So But wait good. <laughs> yeah, wait good. Well I <laughs> He's not a good player, so I stick to my guns on that one. Oh, mate, the way he um, protects the ball when he goes for a mark was something to watch. Like we haven't had a forward, um, a marking forward like that for, for a long time. Now. I know, and this is and, and harking to back it, to what I said last year. I, I crave a marking forward like that. And to watch that, that was, you know, different for us. Yeah. For me, I kind of admired the art of it. To mm. be honest. Yeah. I know you hate North. I hate so North, much but I I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. I had a bit. I had a bit of respect for him. How old's Wait now, and he's still doing that? It's probably something like thirty-five or something. It's ridiculous. Couldn't be too far off the pace of um, Burgoyne for age. Yeah. But I just thought it was clear from the first bounce that we weren't really switched on. We didn't pay North Melbourne too much respect. I mean Hawthorne as a side, and perhaps Clarko as well, mm. paid about as much respect to North Melbourne as I do. Talking on this podcast, and I can talk shit. That's fine because I'm not playing. The result, the result doesn't hinge on what I say or what I do. Do, do you think that's true? Or yeah, do you I kind think of do. Hawthorne just turned up and thought they'd have the game their way. They could play the way they wanted, I think and they were going to back their game. Why are the two mutually mutually exclusive? I think they're one and the same for me. Because I think Hawthorne turned up thinking they would win the ball and they could dictate play. Yeah, and they absolutely did not. And when they did not win the ball, that was it. 
Yeah, I thought we were comprehensively smashed out of the middle. Mm. Um, Goldstein turned up. Yeah. Hasn't turned up all year. I turns know. up against us. It's one of those things. I was thinking before the match, I actually wanted to text you, and I was thinking to myself, this will be the day that Magic Door finally arrives, miraculously. Oh, he wasn't that good. No, he wasn't. But it, as it turns out, it was Goldstein that, yep. you know, that surfaced again. And Big Boy was monstered. He had a shocker. He's probably his first one for the year, really. He's oh, been he's been pretty mm, good. Gone. And we uh, still won the match. I don't think he was as soundly beaten, though. I think Goldstein was a clear winner here, but I don't think he was quite as bad. McAvoy against Melbourne. Oh, was it seventy-two to thirty-six hitouts? Wasn't that bad? Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, anyway. A week's a long time. <laughs> you win sti- the game, you forget. <laughs> exactly, these I have statistical yeah. amnesia, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, God, getting smashed out of the middle, it, it it was clear from the outset, and what it does is it puts our incredibly slow backline on the back foot immediately. And, and they're not gelled well yet. No, no, they're not right. So they were terribly. Exposed early, and oh, we should never have got those two goals in that first quarter. No, no, that was there was a lot of luck involved. Um, I'll say of the backline, Mirror suddenly looked way out of his depth after looking comfortable in patches the previous week. He uh, did not look like he belonged all of a sudden. And as for Frawley, oh boy, stinking it up a bit, Frawley. Yep, in a big way. So, but you got, as I said, he hasn't had a lot of game time. Oh God! How long do you persist, though? Hasn't he? He's played four or five matches, and he's a walk-up start, mate. He's oh, if he's really? available, you play him. Are we not going to put time into Brand at this point? You got to remember, Brown has been smashing most sides. I know, I know, I know, but but God. he's giving him two meters. And he, he just he cannot match pace, and I think this year he's he's proven himself in patches to be quite a liability. You know, he goes off the ground against Melbourne with a migraine, and I'm not saying it's the only factor, but we turn things around. Like, part is it me, pure coincidence? Part or? of me sat there thinking halfway through the second quarter, without the uh, rally that had happened the week before against Melbourne, because mm. we started badly in that game as well. Yeah. Sat there thinking, well, we lost Cyril and we lost Poppy, and we didn't change the game plan. It um, did seem that way, didn't it? We thought we'd change personnel, but not the game plan, yeah. which is... I'm not sure that, you know, <laughs> that was anything that was ever going to work, to be honest. Yeah. If you lose those guys, you can't replace them with youngsters. And I, if anything, we could have done with Warple. They should have listened to us. Oh, And all yeah. the people on Warple Watch. He was so close. And Langford, for that matter. <laughs> Could have done with some intensity around the ball. Yeah, look, for for all my criticism of Langford, Langford's game, it well, we needed something else, didn't we? Clearly. Yeah. I mean, you look at the scoreline, it's like, well, it's pretty much indefensible. A lot of Carlton. That Carlton game late last year at Eddie mm. had in that match on the weekend. I agree with that, yeah. Um, we heard from uh, Al on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod, who said, uh, we looked totally shocked and unprepared to be playing a game of footy, taking nothing away from North, who played brilliantly at the start, though. And he adds, I just vomited in my mouth writing that. <laughs> Which, um, Well, you got to hand it to North. Yeah, you do. They were great. They were prepared. They, they had a better plan. They had the hunger. They had the intensity. They had the structure. Yep. Especially I, in the back half. I really struggled to pick a hero for Hawthorne in that first half. Proust made the most of his options. Yeah, I would say overall, um, as someone actually pointed out, I think it was Al as well who but, who, who later tweeted us. He said Bruce might be locked in for the Crimo the way he's going. Well, yeah. Well, there's a cu- well. It's very very hard to win the Crimmins when you've uh, when you're playing the forward line. But you look at his stats over the first five rounds of the season. He's he's been a multiple goal kicker all five rounds, and he's mm-hmm. had I'd say above fifteen touches all five rounds. Yep. I mean, he's making a tremendous impact. It wasn't enough here, clearly, but that's more uh, a reflection of his teammates rather than his own effort that we couldn't get over the line. Um, Let's just put it out there, though. This is okay. There's some young players going around. I remember there was a moment, I think it was in the first quarter, mm. where um, Morrison kicked into the centre. Yeah. Rather than, uh, and that was a pivotal moment because we looked like we had a bit of momentum. But what we're seeing is Hawthorne not being able to stop a run on. Mm. And it's a problem for Melbourne. It's a problem for Port Adelaide. 
It's a problem for many, many clubs, and it's due to inexperience, and it's due to the youngsters running around. Now, having lost Shields in the third quarter, I think, yeah, we just lost all kind of um, nous around the ball, didn't we? We kept mm. taking the wrong options, giving the ball back. I mean, this wasn't as bad as it can be, <laughs> was it? <laughs> Like hope we you've enjoyed the Hook Talk podcast. We were, there were shades of last year's round three and round four. Yeah, there were, and that's what worried me the most. And uh, although people are like, oh, wow, you rallied. Well, shit, it took two of them taken off yeah. to get a, a whiff of playing well. Yeah, I think it was nice that the club showed some fight, but... Yeah, there's a big asterisk so there. So my question to you is, yeah, <laughs> does Clarko go and chuck everything at the wall and see mm. what sticks, mm. right? Does he do an entirely new plan without Cyril, without Rioli, or does he just plod along with the same plan and back the players to turn up next week against St Kilda? <sighs> it's so tough to know. I think maybe... If you're Clarko, maybe because oh, there I'm, are try, I'm trying to tell Clarko how to coach at the moment. It's the, ludicrous, no, but no, no. When you're not telling him how, to, you're wondering how oh, he will okay. go about it. This is pure speculation. I, I say you give it one more week. I just want to give you some names. Yep. So you got cousins. Yes. Right. Surely you don't put him in and bring him straight out. No, I don't think so. You got Glass. Mm. I've never seen a more anonymous game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we agree on that. Uh. Although, he had nine disposals, I think. Nine kicks. Nine, you say? Wow. Four handballs. Oh, gee. <laughs> okay. Um, but we've got other players. Daniel Howe. I mean, okay. Yeah. He, he didn't do too well, well around the ball. I still think he stays in, though. And then, of course, the big one. Mm. Timmy. Yeah, we actually heard from uh, one of our listeners, Grant, on Twitter about this one. He asks, how long does the TOB experiment go on? He had two kicks, zero marks, zero hitouts as a key forward and second ruck. The two north key backs had 40 possessions and 27 marks between them. I know it's not that simple, but (laughs) dot, dot, dot. It definitely isn't that simple, but... I think uh, sometimes it is that simple, Tiz. You need to see a bit of fight from him. Mate, he is... He's a beanpole. Where's the aggro? His his purpose is to pull down marks and put and put through goals. Did neither of that. But he, he could if he's not doing that, he needs to make some sort of impact elsewhere. Could he just lift his knee when he goes into a contest? Oh, do, do, do anything at this point. Oh. Be happy to see anything from Tim O'Brien. That did not happen on the weekend. Any of that and that kind of game from O'Brien for me is getting far too familiar. And Rufford was going up against three, all seemed to be all the time. Yeah, yeah, they had him well scouted. And then apparently he looked fatigued and passed it by the end of the game, judging by yeah. the commentary. Well, if that is the case, we only have to look at that to wonder why, because <sighs> he's fending off three people at all times. But, uh, you know, just gee, tracing they, back to... Do t- they come for us when they see the slightest chink in the oh, armour, don't love they? it. Oh. Yeah, oh, opposition supporters, the media, the, the whole football world loves it when Hawthorne has to take a back step oh. and sort of reassess. Oh, it's been great this week. Um, we're lucky we're playing St Kilda, mate. Aren't we? We are. Taking them down to Tassie, going off but, off Broadway. But this is the thing, you get into this mindset of, you know, we're playing a team that might be easy beats, but I don't think this week's a certainty this at all. This is all leading up. So a whole lot of debutantes in Tassie, so you must be pleased. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Look, it's something I tipped a few weeks back, and I I, I stand by that. that we're Can we have see some debutantes? I want to see Nash. I want to see Lewis. I want to <laughs> see Warple. You reckon three debutantes <laughs> all at once? I don't think so. But I will tracing back to what we we're saying about Tim O'Brien. We see your well, McCartan and we raise you Nash. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it would kill us right now to start exploring alternatives. Uh, you, you bring you re- no, come on. No, you bring O'Brien out of this side. What does it cost us right now? What are we I don't three think- and two, and we're what? going experimenting? It's not about it's not about the form line or anything like that. It's just you're talking about disrespecting North. Mm-hmm. You know, not respecting the lineup and turning up to the game unprepared yeah. and yeah, and now we're. And now we're tinkering with things. No, yeah, it's we're not. tinkering with things. We're just giving kids it's games to see if they're any good against St Kilda. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to be like, <laughs> look, they don't even... They, 
They're playing kids against us. Look how disrespectful about, that is. It's not about disrespect. It's about shoring up the future and, and finding out what works best. And O'Brien has a ratio of one good game to three average ones. Is it that high? <laughs> well, I've got to get the stats on that. Um, but it can't be good. He must be doing things right. He must be. I don't see him. What are the performance indicators? Performance indicators at Hawthorne. What, what is triggering him getting a game each week at this point? I know that sounds incredibly tough. It does. Triggering got me. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I just don't know what's keeping him in the side. I'll put this to you. If he isn't omitted, who is? Burton. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Ryan Burton. Is it anything to do with the ankle? Is it any injury at all? Can't, I don't care. Yeah, don't. it doesn't matter? No. No, probably not. Uh, he's... Um, I mean, I I do care. Yeah, I, but, uh, yeah. But I, I I don't think that's an excuse for his yes, performance. Yes, no, I understood what you meant. Yeah. Um, God, the fall from grace has been shocking. Oh, it's the second year blues. It happens to a lot of players. Yeah, um, that's he's true. just going to have to push through it. He's probably getting a lot more attention than he used to. He has to find some confidence from somewhere. It seems a bit rough that the week he comes back from the VFL, that we should, you know, shun him down, and he goes right back there to the box hill, but. Well, they've got to buy. Oh, do they? So he's not going to get in. See, that's the only thing that might save him. If they think he needs to play for form, mm. then he's not getting dropped. Right. It's interesting how he how he started Hardwick forward early. He had a shot, but it was a terrible shot. He started life Didn't as he, a forward. Yeah. So. Didn't he put it down in the full, that first kick? It was a tough shot, mind you, but... I'm not sure whether it went out on the full, but uh, it may a, have done. It was a miss. It was I pretty think, yeah. awful. But uh, can we just have a moment to appreciate one... Phantom. Ricky Henderson. We gave him a blast before the season started, not knowing his role, etc. Yeah. He's been very consistent. Yeah, we heard from uh, Matt on Twitter on this one, at Hook Talk Pod. He said, Ricky Henderson, or Hendo as I like to call him, (laughs) has had a great start to the season. He's averaging 20.8 disposals at 76% disposal efficiency, almost 400 metres gained, 6.4 marks, and a goal a game. Underrated pickup and a player for us. And, um... Got to agree. He, he, he's usually... He's playing his role. Yeah, he is. And for us, as far as this podcast is concerned, we've given him some uh, shtick. And he's going back with the flight of the ball every now and again. He's putting his body in. He's actually using that frame. He's quite a big fellow, actually. Now, Tiz, I will confess to feeling somewhat nervous every time he gets the ball. I don't know what it is about Really? Him. Yeah, I do. I don't know why. I, I think he's really good at his disposal. What did he run out this week? Uh, 80%. That's pretty good. Yeah, 80, 80.8% efficiency. and The only blokes higher why. than that were um, Morrison, O'Brien, <laughs> Bruce, Gunston, and Ben Stratton. All right, we'll count some of those. But no, I, look, he was one of the better players on the ground, and he's been one of our better players this year. I don't. Maybe he's had in the past like a couple of absolute shockers or some glaring mistakes that have, have uh, summoned some anxiety within me every time he gets the ball. But, I mean, looking, looking at those numbers, he's... Um, He's a good guy to have out there at the moment. We saw some endeavour from Impy. He tried to exert himself on the game. Mm. I, I love the signs Impy's, Impy's showing. Like, we, we, what are we, five weeks in, and yeah. he looks very good in yeah, Hawthorne colours. Yeah. He's still going to improve. Mm. The trajectory for that kid's really good. That's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. Because I think there's still um, But he's time willing for him to, to take them on and he's willing to try and change the contest in our favour. Yeah, I, definitely. I really enjoy that. Can we talk about um, James Sicily? Do we have to again? Yeah. We, we he's ha- just a stupid bugger. Look, he is, but I at least want to sing his praises for uh, for the game that he had. 28 disposals at 78.6% efficiency. All of that highly <laughs> irrelevant. He's out next week. It's a big hole. It really <sighs> hampers us. I guess I just want to underline his Can importance you to the side. Why? Everyone knows he's important. He should bloody know. Yeah. That's Can you imagine Clarko and know. Roughhead? Yeah, I know. Being the, left alone in a room with Sisley. They'll be losing week. their minds. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, it would depend on his personality, how they would handle it. Mm. But um, they would <laughs> got to make it not clear. be impressed. Yeah, they've got to have a word. Because uh, I was going to say, you also pulled down 11 marks in total, seven rebound 50s. Um, this is to say how much we're going to miss him um, yep. for St Kilda, and it's a damn shame. And it was completely stupid, not you know going over the ground we've already tread, but 
This is the kind of stuff that you get exited for. They delist you for this kind of crap at Hawthorne. Yeah. Unless well, you're he's, Dermy. <laughs> he's got to do something. He's he's just... It's getting stupid now. And you're becoming a target. Every time you do something like this, you become a bigger target for the opposition. Try and get a rise out of you. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know we... Um, I joked we spoke in, about this earlier. Yeah, I joked in weeks prior. He's the happy Gilmore down at Hawthorne. And look, it was fun joking about that some weeks ago, but now it's getting annoying. And um, we need him in the side. And it's disappointing that he's not going to be there. So he played a stellar game. It was one of our best on the weekend. And uh, I think that is just going to underline how sorely we miss him against St Kilda. Hey, no letter from Jeff this week. No letter from Jeff. Has he been doing one weekly? I haven't been not, reading. Not one. every week, but yeah. you know when he's got good news. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, mate, you might be wondering just how I handled things on the weekends. I mean, North, you know they're a thorn in my side, and it's not a game I would have liked to have lost. But here we are. So, how did you handle it? Who did you set on fire? By half time, I did something that I don't usually do. I took a breather. I went outside the stadium. Usually, I just stand there and I hold my spot. Uh, in standing room. Keep tweeting. Yep, keep tweeting. That's right. I went outside the stadium. I needed to get some air because I was sick of everything. I was quite demoralized. So even when the third quarter had actually begun, I still found myself, I'd, I was sitting outside the stadium and I was thinking, I don't want to be the guy that leaves. I hate that. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm also looking at Twitter and keeping track of the score, even though the game's literally 50 meters away from me. And then suddenly a person appears in front of me. And I look up. And Is this an, a road to Damascus moment? <laughs> it's an elderly woman wearing a North Melbourne scarf and hat and everything, all decked out in the gear. Oh, I'm, I'm tearing up. And I look at her and she goes, do you know what the score is? And I look at her straight in the eye and I say, are you having a laugh? Do I know what the score is? And she laughed. And I said, no, but seriously, you, you are actually asking me... <laughs> what the score is. Are you really getting irked by an old yeah. woman? Yeah, well, well, jokingly, I guess. I yeah. had a sense of humour about it because I just thought, well, this is just my luck. And she goes, no, seriously, what's the score? And I said, you're about 10 goals up. Like, what are you talking about? She's just arriving. Well, here's the thing. She goes, oh, I'm just a really, you know, anxious support. I don't even know if I want to go back in. I said, Why? <laughs> You're going to win. I mean, what's your problem? She's like, I, I can't take it. It's just too much. I'm too nervous. I said, you'll be fine. Please go back inside. And she, we, we you know, had a bit of a banter and then she went back in. And uh, I reckon five, ten minutes later, I was still out there. I'm still like, oh, I don't know if I'm feeling it. And then who comes past again? But the same old lady. And I look up. I'm like, what's, going, what's on? going on? She goes, I can't. I'm going home. I'm like, you serious? She goes, yep, I've left my family and friends in there. I can't. I'll see them at home. I'll watch the game and replay later. I can't take it. Just like that, she leaves. You were like, you need some tablets. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I thought, you need to support a better club. This is just no, emblematic no, 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 no. of the trauma that a terrible football club has oh. inflicted upon someone. The pain, no. week after week, round after round, that you could be 10 goals up and still think, still think that your horrible, hollow husk of a football club will still somehow drop that game. Well, How miserable is that? I'm not done. She goes off and catches the train home because she's terrified that her shitty football club will drop another easy game. And I think to myself, how good is it that I barrack for Hawthorne? And just like that, I thought, I'm oh, well, going back oh, inside. Okay. I'm going back inside <laughs> because I'm not that person. I'm uh, proud to support my club through the no hard longer times, that person. <laughs> through the hard times and the good times, I'm not going to be that person that's afraid that we're going to lose. Oh, no. Like, that's ridiculous. So I went back in and I proceeded to lose my voice for the rest of the night. Take the good with the bad, Chief. You got to. Now. You got to. I really thought you'd be um, more impressed at the little um, three, third quarter epiphany that I had. I enjoyed the epiphany. But yep. As a rule, don't leave. And I didn't. It just it it, it was the eye-opening moment I needed. Where I'm like, mate, I had that, I had that in the MCC the week before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously there was an exodus of Melbourne supporters the week before. Yeah, and you just you see how it affects the players. 
I, I just, yeah, in that moment, I was like, I'm proud about my club. And I wouldn't do this, especially not when we're 10 goals up. Why, why? Wasn't there that Port Adelaide game last year where they all got up and left and they ended up winning on the yeah, last kick? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that keeps you oh, there. I hate it. I, I just, yeah, I never want. Promise me if I ever look like or, you know, intimate that I might want to go. Can you remind me of that, of this moment? Because I'm proud to be a Hawthorne supporter. <laughs> I don't ever want to be that person that, turns their back on the club when we're winning. Imagine how miserable that is. You can't even experience joy anymore. We've got a winning ratio. Because your club has has beaten you down into this miserable husk of a person. We are built on that kind of suffering. (laughs) We didn't make finals till, what, 57? Yeah, but I wasn't around then, so it doesn't affect me. (laughs) (laughs) You back for Man United as well, dear? (laughs) Uh, I'm a Toronto FC man. Thank you very much. I noticed that at the Melbourne game mm. that uh, up on the big screen came up a bloke with a Hawthorne cap on and a mm. Manchester United windshield. Okay. Or the other way around. Wow, Something he's, he's like literally that. the worst person in the world. And I was like, that's that's <laughs> awesome. And I'm also vaguely embarrassed. But then, <laughs> but then uh, there was a tweet yesterday where it was, uh, I, what's the bloke who tried to be president against Obama? What's his name? At Hawk Talk Pod, if you know. Um, <laughs> oh God. Anyway, he yeah. turns up at one of the basketball ba- games and he's got his the Guernsey over his over his collared shirt. Yeah, right. And I'm like, that is totally me <laughs> at the MCC. <laughs> I get is. the Guernsey on over the collared shirt. It and is. Off I go. Yeah, that is you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what I want to know about Jace is- replied, "You need a um a Hawks. Uh, what are they called? Polo." Yeah, that's right. it. yeah. You I definitely need the polo. do. Yeah, and uh, no. I was no. going to ask of that supporter you mentioned before. Did he also support the Chicago Bulls in the nineties, <laughs> <laughs> like almost everyone did for a time? Yeah, uh, a good old bandwagoner. Oh, jeez. Um, one other thing that uh, so I told you I went back in right, went back into Eddie had stood where I was standing and proceeded to effectively lose my voice for the rest of the day because I was I was fired up. I was like, I'm not nah. I'm into this now, and I know we're probably not g- going to win, but I just, I'm going to enjoy it for all that it is. All the Christmases had come at once for the North Melbourne supporters in front of us, mm-hmm. and they had no problem like giving it to us. They were mocking the Bruce chants that we do, they were mocking our like songs that we do, because you have to understand, they've endured years of this, because it's always the same people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it got to the point where about <laughs> just a few minutes out from the final siren, where they were obviously going to win, yeah, that that they were really just giving it to us, and I Why did, do you, and I did something, you go somewhere else, and I did something because I refused to. Uh, no right. one has control over what I do, but me in that regard. Yeah, but if you're not enjoying it, no, but I was enjoying it. Oh God, okay. I was enjoying it too, because I did something that I never thought I would do, and I motioned to them and very loudly invited them to come up to standing room if they had a problem with us at all. Now you're being confrontational. I called them up, basically saying, come here if you want to say that. And I waved them up, waved them up. What are you doing? What was I doing, Tiz? Because you know... You're being a dick of a you, supporter, you know, that's what you're you doing. You know full well that I am not a violent person. I have no bone in my body that's like that. I could not hold my own in a fight. They would absolutely destroy me. So why on earth would I be inviting them up to standing room for a confrontation? That is a question for your therapist. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's brains over brawn, Tiz, because I knew exactly what was going to happen. And with enough goading, of course, they went, all right, and they got out of their seats, and they proceeded to march up the aisle, and security swooped straight in, and I just laughed. And I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> Easy. Plan worked. It was brilliant. <laughs> This is terrible. It was. I do not advocate perfect. this in the least. Why? Uh, what? You're telling me that you wouldn't be completely 100% satisfied to goad North Melbourne supporters into having to deal with security? Does nothing. Oh, uh, it was perfect. It was It was such a good moment. Because they, they weren't satisfied with simply watching their team win. They had to simply lose their heads and try and take it out on us. You don't even need to play these games. No, you don't, but I thought it was fun. Honour and defeat, Chief. Honour and defeat. No, no, no. If you keep a sense of humour about it, it's fine. 
I just don't want you mm. to come across as a as a as a pious old Hawthorne supporter. You you clap the opposition when they do well, don't you? If there's North a Melbourne. really good goal, you give them a clap. Yeah, North Melbourne were fantastic. I can't deny that. Yeah, but you I clap them, do? What when they you know. Uh, Jeffrey Farmer's goal at Waverley that day. Were you there for that? I don't even remember the one you're talking about. Oh, he runs half the length of the field. Um, I probably, in the moment, if I was at the, if I was at the ground, I probably wouldn't. It's a reluctant clap, but it's still a pause. Yeah, objectively, I can separate myself and go, yeah, that was a good play. I'd rather it weren't against us. I mean, but... it's not grand final day. You can afford to clap them. <laughs> hey, uh, should we look ahead to the next game? No. <laughs> Let's keep interested. looking back. Oh... <laughs> uh... I'm worried I've I've come across really badly to our listeners. No, no, it'll be great. <coughs> <laughs> you check your watch. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're only 54 minutes in, and we'll get to the next game. I just don't think you need to step on other people's fun. I think they deserve to enjoy it, and not when they're being pricks. <laughs> Done. We're finished. That's it. There we go. Okay. St Kilda, Saturday, 7:25 p.m. University of Tasmania Stadium. How are we going to go? Going to win? Yep. Okay, well, that's that done. <laughs> spend, spend 20 seconds on the preview. I have absolutely no confidence, but I'm going to be well and truly behind him. Burgoyne is tipped to return. Shields is a test after suffering back spasms. But Andrew Russell said he's a good chance to play, so... I doubt he would play. All right. Long season. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think we can swing the axe. I'm looking at four names in particular. Frawley, Burton, Glass and O'Brien. I don't think all four will go out, but they're my considerations. I think Frawley and Burton will be all right. Yeah, I would. I just really want to see Brands, to be honest. Depends on the depends on the weather, mm. especially at night. Now we had a question from Nat at Hook Talk Pod. He hit us up and asked us, "Does Warple have to play this week purely as a pressure forward with instructions just to tackle everything in sight? Sixty front half tackles against the D's, down to nineteen against North Melbourne is nuts." And highlighted just how missed Cyril and Poppy are. Correct. What do you reckon? Ha- Absolutely. Hashtag Warple Watch. It's on. Hope so. He's going to debut. He was training on the surface of Eddie Had right before last week's game. He, he was, was that Daniel close. Daniel was getting me very excited. Oh, wasn't he just? Now I reckon it's this week. I've called it. I called it for a while, didn't I? I said he was going to debut. Yeah, I got very close. Mm. Last you did. emergency for North. You did, and I ha- I can't help but feel we would have been closer had he played. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we heard from Matt saying Clarko tends to persist with players. Mirror gets three cracks, and then he'll decide on Mirror. If Warple comes in, he'll get three cracks too. So you better be ready. Stick fat Hawks. That's true. Mm. Cousins Morrison Morrison will be on his third week, won't he? I reckon. Yep. Mm. Yep. So. Uh, he hasn't been bad, Morrison. Um, Took a few wrong options on the weekend, but th- oh, that'll far, be his worst performance the worst. he's had. Yeah. yeah, but far from the worst on the field, so I don't mind that. Uh, Fitz said, uh, bring in Mitch Lewis, not Shuey. Leave Shuey in Box Hill. Pretty sure Mitch has kicked three goals in a game this year, or three goals a game this year, I should say. Give the kid a go. <clears throat> yeah, okay. So, uh, Shuey was pretty good. He was. Well, well he, all, he also got three. Sean Makers was very good. Sean Markers, I think. Don't you mean. do that again. We're not allowed to do that joke. <laughs> You're so salty with me this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hangover. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> it is a public holiday today, so we'll excuse that. Um, so you reckon Sean Makers over? Um, well, I was going to say in in the Box Hill game on the weekend, mm. um, which they won quite convincingly in the end. They were overrun. And, in the first half. Doing quite well, and Box Hill. And the first two goals that we got on the board were both through Shuey. There you go. So uh, I think you'll, you'll gain a lot of respect. But Shuey and Langers, I think I tweeted halfway through the game that <coughs> they are so underrated by our supporters. Mm. I mean, well, you know my problem with Langers, but anyway. Yeah, disposal efficiency. Yeah, basically, yeah. Comes but, down to that. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you that um, yeah he's still actually if he if he'd recorded his uh, normal uh, disposal efficiency he would have been the worst on the field on the weekend so <laughs> I'm not going to go with that not <laughs> not going to take that angle um, <laughs> I'm sorry just because you choose not to take that angle doesn't mean I suddenly well, don't I thought, win the argument I thought for a moment there I was winging it I was like I wonder what his average disposal efficiency where he'd sit from the game on the weekend and it would have been just between Jarman Impey and David Mirror above Jager and Glass. 
Okay, so what does that mean? What figure are we looking at there? Uh, doesn't he run at about 60? Yeah, usually. 60. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but he's there for the pressure axe, and we need something like that in the forward line. We need someone who can run on the ball, burst away from packs. Warple. Yeah, well, we don't really know what he can do yet, so he's an unknown. It's time to find out, Tiz. Yeah, I think we'll find out. <laughs> I reckon it might be time for but, Warple. But, but what a, about Mitch but Lewis? Another big, but another big body up forward. Yeah, go big old Mitch Lewis. He had a very comparable game to Shuey on the weekend. Him, you can't throw him to the Sharks, though, these big forwards. Do you know what I mean? Well, what, on what occasion would you would you give him a go in the seniors, if not no, this week? No, I mean, you need to have a couple of big bodies around him to provide space for him. Because okay. if he's getting one of the really good defenders, they're never going to get any confidence, and then you're looking at a career Who are St Kilda's good defenders? Not being facetious here, like just... Well, Carlisle they've got, and they've got okay. Brown, who's a premiership player right? at Collingwood. Brown's been well off the pace, hasn't he, for a couple of years? He's the only man in the AFL to have uh, negative metres gained... Oh, is that right? Okay, mm-hmm. well, you've put me to shame there. Stats man. That is not well good, done. Nick. Negative metres gained is not good. Oh, I thought you meant in terms of, like, he restricts his opposition. No. Oh, okay. I understand what you mean now. I retract everything I said. <laughs> good work, stats man. <laughs> Proved my point. Uh, okay. Uh, Josh wonders if it's too soon to start a countdown till Birchall returns. Uh, do you think we're missing him that badly? Um... It's hard to tell. He hasn't played for so long. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fact, I'd, look, is Birchall going to have any impact when he comes back? Well, I'm thinking need is to start planning for the future anyway. Yeah. So, I'm a little bit pessimistic about Birch now. Yeah. Well, he's even if he is fine, he's not going to be around forever. He's so, not, I mean... Not going to be as good as he was. No, I don't think so. Very few players can do what Burgers does. Mm. Turn up every year and, and keep going. And it, it seems like uh, Birch's body is just failing him now. He's done a lot. And hey, he's had a storied career. Storied. hate yep. that word. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll bleep it out, I guess, in editing. I don't know. What do you want me to do? I've said just, it now. It, what does it mean? Everything's storied. Well, it, it, some stories are better than others. Exactly. So yeah. put something like a well-storied or... Okay, well, he's had a Dramatically sensational career. Dramatically accurately storied. <laughs> Jesus, okay. All right. <laughs> no, I heard that like last night, like four times. I was going to say, was this is definitely... Going, this is a nerve, yeah. You've hit a nerve yeah. right here. I was like, oh. Anyway, um, you want my rant? Do you have one? I have a rant. What can you rant about St Kilda? Well, it's the point, isn't it? You know what happened when you didn't do one last week. We didn't you, turn that, up. That's superstitious. You think it was the rant? Yes. So I blame I, you. All right. Well, I, I summon our spirit this week with a brand new rant, hot off the press. I really had to consider whether it was worth doing a rant this week, Saints fans. After all, if any club knows something about sick burns, it's the one that likes to play with fire on Mad Monday. Really, St Kilda, <laughs> I thought you'd have more sympathy for the little guy because you play the part so well in the AFL. You've done it for decades. In fact, you're so tiny, so not on my radar, I really didn't even know where you're based anymore. You in Moorabbin? Seaford? New Zealand? I just have no idea. And like the rest of the competition, I honestly don't care. The reality is, St Kilda, you've just not been much of a concern to anyone of late. The fact your Wikipedia page only documents your history up to 2009 says it all, really. But don't do a Max Hudson and get all teary on me, Saints fans. I do think St Kilda has a clear purpose in the AFL. As far as I can tell, your club exists merely as an academy to ensure Hawthorne's dominance over the rest of the competition. Take a moment to consider the likes of Russell Green, Brent Guerra, and big boy McAvoy. They were once your players, but they'll forever be our champions. And as for this Saturday night, think of it as just another audition for the role of a lifetime. The chance for players to impress and perhaps one day earn a spot with the brown and gold. A real club with a proud past, present and future. There's only one way to get into heaven, Saints fans, and it ain't with a team whose one premiership was around the height of Beatlemania. Nope, it's with the mighty Hawks. <laughs> wow, he wasn't St Kilda. I didn't even know that. <laughs> who's that? Guerra. I thought he just came from Port Adelaide to Hawthorne. No, no he, he did a brief stopover. Wow. Much like I did uh, to, in Vancouver. I was there and I thought... I'll move on to Toronto. <laughs> what about Russell Green, though? Yeah, what about him? Talk about hitting his straps when he got to a good club. <laughs> yeah, we, we tend to be pretty good at that at Hawthorne. <laughs> we tend to be a, a factory that makes champions. 
Big Boy's been good for us. Little, he has been good. little inconsistent the last couple of weeks, but he is mm. the lone ruck. Well, we'll get Segler back soon, hopefully. That might yeah. provide some Well, relief. he was playing some of his best best uh, footy when he went down. Mm. Mm. I reckon um, we'll just about wrap it up. You want to do some final listener questions? I've just, just got two I need to tack on here. I know we've been going a while. Any of them mention Langers? Uh, let's see here. No. Good. Okay. Uh, one from Mel here at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, I'm wondering whether there are any decent AFL commentators worth listening to now. Oh, this is a sore point. <sighs> uh, do any add value to what we can see, or is it just about either their ego or endless stats? And he wants to give a shout out to Front Bar, which is not strictly commentary, but I do enjoy that show. Um, what What about it, Tiz? You, are there any that you like? We know the ones you hate. You hate Ling. You hate BT. All right. Well, actually, I go to print media for this, Dan. Okay. For analysis, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, look, I'll tell you what, I'll put a tweet out mm-hmm. with all the stuff that I like to read, but there's one bloke I really enjoy reading, and his name is Ryan Buckland. Mm-hmm. And he recently did a Hawthorne take mm-hmm. on how we've, our resurgence. This is before the North game. Okay. And uh, he, excellent, excellent reading. Okay. But, on um, your Bucky? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, but that that's where I get it. In-game commentary is generally fairly awful, but obviously the radio is better than the television. I reckon Hutto is clear standout for mine still. Waitley? Yeah, he's not bad. Tony Shaw? No. <laughs> Can't stand Tony? No, nah, not a Shaw fan. I no. don't. I don't mind him every now and again. He tries to do that thing where he predicts it. What's going to happen? And it's generally wrong, so I enjoy that part. <laughs> that doesn't make it good commentary. That just, in your perverse world, it makes it enjoyable. No, but he reasons it. He goes, okay. this is how it's going to play out, and then it doesn't play out that way for the very same reasons that he put forward earlier. Does he own up to the fact that it wasn't how he thought? Who cares? I care. Tony Leonard? I enjoy Tony Leonard. But no. that's because I've got a... Uh, I used to like him during the 90s when he used to be able to read out all the stats within 20 seconds at the end of a quarter. That was incredible. I, I'm a Hutto fan because he seems to give the big moments the, the weight they deserve. He, he has the emphasis and the charisma behind him to really make the special moments that much more special. Do you know what makes special moments what? special? What? Silence. And there it was, listeners, right there. That we was can, we the can, best moment of this podcast. We can see what's happening. It's TV. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We might need to know the players every now and then. Could they, do you think, mm. ever, mm. ever again, just once, put up the name of the bloke having a shot for goal? They still do that. Oh, come on. They do it once. In a it's blue like, moon. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're charged to put them up or something. <laughs> it's like it costs something. Yeah. They have to render the graphics from scratch each time. It dips into the budget. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, now that you've mentioned that, I'll have to keep an eye on that. I still think they do it, but I could be wrong. Uh, we heard from Sam as well, saying, with Hawthorne set to take on Essendon next week in round seven, you should open it up to the Hawk Talk Pod family with the sharpest tongues and give their best sledges. <laughs> best ones read out on the next podcast, and uh, I'm well up for that. I okay. think that'll be a bit of fun. So, uh, if you want to get in early now, I realise it is quite early, but if you have some good sledges for Essendon... I mean, it is a good time to hit Essendon, (laughs) isn't it? Because three games, ten days, you know, they're not going to be the best. I don't know how I'll react if we lose that one. Oh, Oh boy. Well, you know, they get up for it, don't they? They do. So, great. See, now, we hate Geelong, Mm. right? Mm. But we respect them. Yep. Sure. Essendon. I got very little respect yeah, for the I club. Yeah, I don't have any respect for the club, really. All right, so I used to have respect for Essendon. Okay. Until all the drug thing. Really? So it took you until that late in the game to... No, in like 86, when <laughs> Sheedy alleged that Hawthorne <laughs> were taking drugs at half time. <laughs> you said the drug so... <laughs> like it was 2012. I know. I did very well. well done. Thank very you. Very well done. And uh, of course, Sheedy never apologised for that, so I still hold that grudge. Yep. All the way through to the present day, when actually they started their own drug, you know, program. Mm. Um, Not even allegedly. No. Nope. It's all documented. They were found guilty. So that's all doc- it. All documented. Somewhere. Somewhere. Um, <laughs> thank you, Dean Wallace. <laughs> the only time you'll hear that on the podcast. <laughs> 
Well, I guess um, it's over to the listeners to, to get a bit creative. Hit us up with uh, some of their best sledges for Essendon. Happy to read those out. That could be a bit of fun. Yeah. Can, will we read them out in comedic voices or... Um, what, with sound effects and all that as well? And Yeah. Make it a big show. I don't know. Um, we have to get a lot of responses, though, because, you know... We do, yeah. We're not going to read out... You know, it's not going to be a segment of one or two things. We want a big show reel of, you know... What we'll do is, if we don't get enough, we'll just write our own and claim they were DMs. Oh, okay. Yeah. That no, very good. There, there we go. All right. Should I edit that bit out? Or? No, just leave that. All right. Because... You, you realise if you still... If you say it quietly, they can still hear it. Yeah, but it's like on the sly. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got that sizzled up. But what about this? I've got something else sizzled up for next podcast. Do I have to read a book? You don't have to read a book. I'll, I'll do the reading on this one. I just thought it would be uh, a good inclusion for the for the next week. Uh, it's a segment that's, uh, in which we're going to look at Dermot Burton's 101 Favourite Football Stories. I'm showing you the book here. 225 from Salvo's. Is that him marking over himself? <laughs> it's, uh, okay, so on the front cover... There is, uh, let's say, quite a busty blonde wearing a Hawks Guernsey marking over the top of Brereton. With exactly the same haircut. With exactly the same haircut. Um, not wearing As a, Brereton himself, I would have... Yeah, just... This woman not wearing a regulation Guernsey, uh, it must be said. I'm not sure it quite <laughs> meet the standards of AFLW these days. Uh, but yeah, Dermot Brereton's 101 Football Stories... Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting read. I wonder how many lawsuits. That's the Ken Pace. Yeah. yeah, Ken Pace. Yep, um, features our old mate Dipper. So really, yeah, that is a surprise. There's a few few Dipper stories in here, so we will get stuck into that next week as well. So there's a bit of sizzle for you right there. Got some Essendon sledges and some Dipper stories. Can we? I think what you should actually do because okay. I know a lot of people fall asleep to this podcast. <laughs> oh, <God>. Um, <laughs> we should have a lullaby section. <laughs> Where you just story? read from the book of 101 Footballing Stories by Dermot. Okay, as as a lullaby. Just yeah. wind people down. Get them settled in for the evening. Yeah. There's uh, a Ford by Alan Jeans, which is uh, good of him. But uh, there's one section in particular towards the end of that, which... Uh, Are we going to go now? Well, I just thought I'd give you a bit of a teaser. All right, hit the Brahms. <laughs> so Gene says Dermy's on a winner with this book of anecdotes he left a few out too like the time I'm told he deliberately peed on a gorilla in Tokyo so there you go that's, that's the level of quality you can expect from this book <laughs> he peed on a gorilla in Tokyo apparently that's a thing that he did uh, with his time on earth Yeah, I always wondered how Dermy and Dunstall got along but there we go <laughs> There's uh, I look forward to going through this. We're raking through. I'm sure there's some absolute corkers in here. I know the Dipper ones are. So look forward to that. And uh, hopefully we can include all this after a win. Be very nice. And this week I'm reading the Rewalt book. Oh, really? Is that so? Yeah. And I'm tearing up. Oh, there you go. What a drive-by. Um, <laughs> at Hawk Talk Pod on Twitter is where you want to go to hit us up on there. Rate and review us on iTunes. We'd very much appreciate that. What a community we've built. It's been so great conversing with everyone. Whether it's a win or whether it's a loss, we're so appreciative of everyone that's on board. Come on, final margin. Final margin. I reckon we'll just scrape over the line. I don't think it's going to be... I'm going to say 10 points. I'm going to do the classic Ash Brown 10-point margin. 21 points. All right, there it is. Hawks and Kilda, Utah's 725 Saturday evening. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.